Garfiri Japan. Difficult. What's up, faders? Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Got Faded Japan, and I am your host, Johnny. And I'm your other host, Jeremy Deschner. That's right, and as you find folks know, Got Faded Japan is about two dudes. Japan and the motherfucking news. That's right. And uh, Jeremy, what episode is this? I believe, sir, we are on number 693. That's right, episode 693. And faders, you got to watch this podcast. If you are, all right, you should be checking us out on YouTube. Definitely check us out on YouTube. And if you if you do go to YouTube, subscribe and like and all that other shit. And the thing is, though, wait until the very end. We've got news. And the news is so epic in this episode. Uh, we're covering so much, dude, so much crazy shit. We've got the biggest heist in Japanese history. The biggest heist in japanese history we have murder we have mayhem we have fires we have we have all sorts of other shit people are going away to jail forever in this episode and uh we're just gonna talk about it and give our own little uh, input and uh we're gonna drink a lot we're gonna drink a lot in this episode this is our second time doing this episode because uh, johnny fucked up i didn't have enough booze i'm sorry but that's just another reason why you got to go to youtube because if you go to youtube you can check out the episode that i fucked up on because i didn't have any booze but anyway yeah go to youtube subscribe like all that shit and uh yeah write something actually you don't even have to write something just give an emoji of like a penis or something you can do whatever you want as long as something goes in the comments we're good with it jeremy what are your thoughts Hey, I want to know what you're drinking there. You said you didn't have enough booze before, but I can see you're drinking something. What you got? Well, I went to one convenience store on the way here, and I got some Kittens, which are good. I like Kittens. Kittens are nice. But uh, I went to 7-Eleven, 7-Eleven Delight, and I got a Ebisu New Origin Creative Brew. So this is the new Ebisu. Um, if you're on... YouTube, you can take a look at this. Take your pretty eyes and look at my can. Look at this. This is amazing. It's beautiful. Holy shit balls. It's gold. It's got an amber. We've got a lot of signatures of people. I don't know. I don't know who these people are. I guess they're creative because this is their creative brew. My fucking signature should be on this can. But uh, yeah, dude, it tastes amazing. Ebisu, it's really hard for Ebisu to fuck up a beer. They, They usually do a great job at making beers. Jeremy. Let me tell you about a little story about Ebisu. You know how you got the regular Ebisu, Ebisu cans and bottles? It's got the little tiny fat man holding a fish, and he's uh-huh. just sitting there, right? Now, mm-hmm. there are some bottles out there where the man is holding two fishes. That guy. Yeah, what that guy. Mr. Ebisu. He, and, and your can right there, he's got one fish, right? He's got a, one fish and That's a fishing right, rod. Sure. But there are, some, there are some Ebisu cans out there where he's got two fishes, 
And that, my friend, is called a lucky ebisu. If you get that one, they're like one in a thousand or one in 10,000. They're not very common. If you get that one, fucking buy a lottery ticket on the same day because you're going to be lucky the whole fucking day. Oh my God, that's amazing. It's like that's a lucky like ebisu. A- that's a lucky ebisu. Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately, I'm not lucky today. Today, not I'm not today. lucky, but Peters, you are because you got us. We've we've been gone for a while because Jeremy and I, we've been super, super duper busy. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, but we're here now. We're, we're getting faded with you. Uh, <laughs> a little, a little, maybe a little too faded. Probably at the end of the show, we might be a little incoherent, but that's cool. That's part of the fun of Got Faded Japan. You uh, drink with us. You listen to us, you watch us on YouTube, and uh, pretty much it's like a two-hour party. And uh, speaking of parties, man, I had a party all week last week. Tell me about it. What did you do? Last week for seven days, I had my art extravaganza, Tokyo Art Tank, and it was absolutely spectacular. There was uh, 25 artists plus one from Paris, France, and we were all showcasing our artwork, uh, and it was it was absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Was this the first one? Mm-mm. This is volume. This was volume nine, and uh, volume nine is special because we're in a new gallery. Well, it's the same gallery as uh, volume eight, but uh, it's our newest gallery, and it had five rooms full of artwork from all the artists, and all the artists are very different um, from uh, their backgrounds, from uh, where they're from, from their art style. So anybody and everybody that comes to Tokyo Art Tank, you're going to have a complete mind-blowing art experience. And um, it was spectacular. Um, I would say half the show was sold out, which is spectacular for an art exhibition. Let me ask you a question. Is it all paintings or or what's going on there? Just like all, all one kind of art style, all one paintings or what what, what happens at Tokyo Art uh, Tokyo Art Tank? A uh, good question. Um every single artist is a little different. Even if we have two photographers, both photographers have two different styles. And in this uh, art exhibition we had a uh, we had a jeweler, we had a was it an NA artist, which is basically like um the, the artwork, the paintings have a VR code in it, or some was a QR code. QR. And then when you rub your show your yeah, QR, and then you put your camera in front of the QR code that the painting comes alive on your phone, which is super awesome. It was mind blowing stuff. Uh, we had, uh, let's see, we had a graffiti artist, we had a comic book artist, we had a variety of uh, painters, we had a uh, monster sculptor, a guy that made paper mache monsters. Uh, we, we had so many different kinds of artists. It was it was really, really cool. Um, God, I was blown away. Uh, once, like, on Monday from uh, 8 o'clock, in the, no, from 11 o'clock to 12 o'clock, everybody rushed in and they set up all their artwork. And that gallery, when I first walked in there early in the morning and stuff, the place was empty. It was like five empty rooms plus a bar. And uh, within, like, two hours, that place was just amazing. It was so, so incredible. Yeah. Let me ask you a question, man. Um, so let's say I walk into Tokyo Art Tank number nine, volume nine, and I see a painting, like much like the paintings you have behind you right there, which I think are fantastic. What if I wanted to Thank buy you. one of those paintings or if I wanted to take one of those home with me? Is that possible? 
Absolutely. At Tokyo Art Tank, everything is for sale except for the people. You yeah. can come in and buy any painting, any photograph. You, you can buy anything you want. And all artists have merchandise. All artists were selling uh, tote bags, T-shirts, prints, comic books. I mean, uh, hats. I mean, there's uh, so much stuff for sale. And actually, most of the merch sold out. It was incredible. Um, I sold out almost I sold out of almost all my books and tote bags. I still have a few left. But um, it was it was great. And uh, yeah, if you wanted to buy a painting, you could buy a painting and uh, you could either pick it up and walk it out that door or it could be sold to, or sent to you. And so let's say somebody lives in Hawaii. Uh, the artist could send that to Hawaii. So what, what do you do? Like, um, like what if day one, some big wig comes in there with his wallet and uh, buys about 10 paintings? Do you just give them all 10 paintings and you walk out and then the rest of the week your walls are bare? What, what happens in that case? I fucking celebrate. That's what I do. Holy shit. I bought so much <laughs> champagne, man. I'm like, fuck yeah. Show is over, folks. Go home. No, no. In, in all in all seriousness, if somebody came in and bought like 10 paintings, they have the option of taking those paintings home. Or if they're cool, they would leave the paintings there for like the rest of the week. So all the other guests that come in, they can experience the artwork and stuff because Tokyo Art Tank is an experience. And our sole purpose is for people to come in and experience art and uh, in, in take something home, maybe something physical or tangible, or maybe it's just something emotional. Like they see a painting, they love the painting. And um, yeah, maybe maybe it, it sparks some ideas in their head and it changes their life or or maybe it makes them want to create some artwork or something. So basically what we're doing is we're trying to spread creativity in a whole completely different way to the world. And we're starting off in Tokyo and hopefully in the not so far future, we're going to be in Europe and hopefully America doing this. So uh, yeah. <laughs> amazing tuned. amazing so what happens you walk in there and it's just a bunch of uh, art on the walls do you do any other kind of things is there any other things going on in the because you got five rooms i mean what are you doing in all those rooms man that's very uh that's a very good question um yeah every single room is chock full of paintings and photography and sculptures or whatnot but uh, during the week through monday through friday we have a lot of great activities that we're doing um most galleries throughout the week they just do nothing if you go to like a gallery in Rapongi, ginza shibuya whatever you go in there's just going to be a manager standing there and maybe they'll say hello and give you some tea or they're just going to walk into another room and leave you alone with the artwork and, and to your thoughts but not a token Tokyo Art Tank. Tokyo at Tokyo Art Tank, every single day we have a different activity. For example, if you come in on Monday, on Monday we had setups. So you could see us set up. You could see the artwork being placed on the walls. And then after that, we had a cocktail party where you could meet and greet all the artists. And then on the next day, we had an NFT, a Neo NFT workshop where you could learn about NFTs and cryptocurrency. Then on Wednesday, we had two yoga classes. We had two yoga instructors come in and do yoga in the art gallery, which is cool. So you can lighten your mind and your body and your spirit. And then on the next day, we had a six hour. No, we had two, three hour drawing classes, which mm. is pretty cool. And we had a professional uh, drawing teacher and no, a portrait illustrator teach those classes. And then on Friday, we had five bands perform. So we had a party. Oh. And then actually from Friday to Sunday, it was pretty much nonstop. It was full on. And Saturday, a cool thing that we did on Saturday was 
At 11 o'clock, we opened the doors, and the first 20 people that came in, they got uh, skateboards, they got T-shirts, they got tote bags, they got comic books, they got prints. Uh, what else? They got baseball caps with artwork on it and stuff. So that was really, really, really cool. And um, at 11 o'clock, actually, when the doors opened, there's already about 15 people waiting in line. So that was really exciting. And um, yeah, it was a nonstop party, man. It was absolutely fantastic. And every single person that came in had a wonderful time. They learned something. They got to talk to the artists. And a cool thing about Tokyo Art Tank, we're all inclusive and we're very welcoming. And when I choose the artists, I choose them on two different things. The okay. first thing is artwork has to be unique. It has to be special and it has to be like mind blowing, right? That's mm -hmm. number one. The second thing is every single artist has to be a cool person. They have to be warm. They have to be welcoming. They have to be just a nice, cool person. Somebody that you, that's approachable, right? And I mean, if somebody comes to me and they want to show their artwork and they're kind of a dick and uh, they think they're all, they, they think they're like the best artists. And I've, I've met a couple of them. You know what? I do not let them show their work. I do not, no, I don't give a shit about them. If they come in, they're like, I am the best, this artist. I'm number one in my country or I'm number one in this area and stuff like this and blah, 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 blah. And they start like walking around with their nose in the air. I don't want them. I don't give a shit how awesome their artwork is. If they don't have a good personality, if they're not a cool person that's very welcoming, I don't want them in the place. You go home, stay home, stay in your studio. Go go to your Ginza little place, your gallery and show your artwork there. I don't give a fuck. So yeah, two things that you need to be an artist at Tokyo Art Tank, great artwork and an even better personality. That's important because we want every single person that walks through that door, be them young, old, different, any nationality, any, we don't care. We want everybody to come in and have a great, wonderful time. I so get really emotional stuff. <laughs> I can see you're, you're passionate about it, man. So basically Tokyo Art Tank tries to be all inclusive, man, whether you're a badass artist or starting out or if you're just interested in art or you just like like me i don't have an artistic bone in my body so i mean but i love to look at art man i love to buy art i love to just like be around art but it sounds oh. like anyone can go there and it's all inclusive and fun and didn't you mention that you had a bar there as well because i do like drinking we got a full bar and cafe and uh the bartender there was absolutely well, we had two bartenders and uh they made the drinks really strong and the drinks are really cheap. 600 yen for a gin and tonic. That's pretty much just gin with a little bit of tonic chaser. I mean, nice. yeah, they know how to make the way I like them. Nice, 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 nice. Well, um, this weekend I was also busy, man. Uh, I went I to Osaka. I went to Osaka. Have you ever heard of the place? I used to do Osaka. Mwah. <laughs> so if you don't know where Osaka is, it's um it's a little bit southwest of Tokyo, I guess, and um it's a little bit northeast from where I am in Fukuoka, I guess. So um I went up there for the very first Osaka Comic Con. Now, if you've known uh, about Tokyo Comic Con for a while, I mean Tokyo Comic Con's been happening uh, since about 2016, I believe, and uh, it's getting bigger and bigger over the years. There was a few Good. years where they couldn't do it because of, of COVID, and they don't. They did it online. But uh, now, as of last year, Tokyo Comic-Con is huge. I went to the one in, uh, last November. And uh, this year, for the very first time, they did the Osaka Comic-Con. And, um, you know, granted, this is their first time. It's a little bit smaller. Uh, the venue was was pretty big, but the the event was smaller. They also had artists. The thing about Comic Cons is they bring in all the comic book artists, 
And it's not just people who draw stuff, man. They have artists that make R2-D2s that like move around and beep and shit. Like, um, it looks like it just popped right up the screen from the movie Star Wars. And it's a, it's a robot R2-D2 that just moves around and you can like take pictures with it and stuff. And, uh, there's cosplayers there. There's people who build like complete prosthetics. Uh, they look like monsters, like from Silent Hill. They look like monsters from like video games uh they look like people out of comic books there's captain americas there's you know every every character you can imagine there's spider-mans everywhere yeah what's up i gotta ask a question i I hate to interrupt you but i gotta ask how many princess leias did you fall in love with about 35 of them (laughs) (laughs) yeah i gotta be careful man i I don't want one of them to wrap a chain around my neck and choke me out you know, <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. But uh, no, 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 there's um, cosplays. Every kind of cosplay you can imagine is there. And the costumes are amazing. They go full tilt in, in Japan when it comes to cosplay. Uh, Japan, very visual people. The culture here, everything's visual. It's all about colors. It's about monsters. It's about characters. In, in Japan, they do not fuck around. And uh, th- it's amazing to go there and look at them. In addition to like all the cool shit that they have about comic books and movies, uh, the Osaka Comic Con also had one of my other favorite things: pro wrestling event. They had a pro wrestling oh. event. Uh, yeah, a pro wrestling event. They had a small local, uh, maybe Osaka and Nagoya only uh, promotion there, and these guys are doing a full-on, you know, wrestling matches, like pro wrestling matches, like jumping off the top rope, flipping in the air, you know. All hands out, you know, jumping, hitting the mats, like throwing each other over the, over the top rope. It was amazing, dude. So awesome. so fun, yeah. And to be there in yeah in person and, and see that it, it's just like it's uh it it lifts your spirits and it makes you really happy. And one thing you hit on when you were talking about Tokyo Art Tank Volume Nine was you said that when everyone goes there, it's all inclusive. Same thing with mm-hmm. Comic Con. Same thing with Comic Con. Everyone's there because we love movies, we love comic books, we love cosplay, we love characters, and we love pro wrestling, and we love artists, so it's all really inclusive, so you can walk around Comic-Con and just like see people and be like, hey man, that's a cool Captain America costume, can I take your photo? And they're like, sure, let me pose, and I'll pose with a shield or whatever, yeah, and, and you just make lots of friends there. And it's really cool. And then you hook up with them on Instagram and Facebook and you tell them about Got Faded Japan podcast and they follow, you know, they follow the podcast. It was really fun. Nice. That's awesome, dude. I got a couple of questions. My first question is, okay, obviously Tokyo Comic Con is going to be bigger than Osaka Comic Con. But does that make Osaka Comic Con a little bit nicer for the people who attend it because they have... Uh, more in and more of an intimate experience they could actually talk to like the artists and spend time with them but in tokyo comic-con there's so many people like if you see an artist it's like kind of like you shake their hand get an autograph and fuck off you know so it's interesting that you bring this up with um famous movie stars that come there your time is very limited with them like you might be in a line and you get to go in there and you get to take a picture i i met i met um stan lee when he was still alive at, at in a tokyo comic-con 
Yeah, and uh, you get in there, and you're, you're literally around him for like five seconds, and they're like, don't talk to him. Just go in there, take the picture, and get out. But I don't listen to what they say. I, I do what I want to do. So when I, when, as soon as I got in there, I'm like, I'm like, hey, Stan, how's it going, man? Thank you so much for making my childhood and my adulthood and my life, making it fantastic. And he's, he looked at me, and he smiled really big, and he said, thank you, true believer. And I, mean, I, will, I will carry those words in my heart for the rest of my life as long as I live. And I got a picture with him, and me and him are just like beaming, smiling, and just so happy to just be to be there with each other and he died the next year and and i was just, i just felt so fortunate to be able to get to see him man and get to talk to him and even right now i kind of get a lump in my throat when i think about <clears throat> when i think about that that few seconds that i had with him you know and uh, i got to talk to him and, and and all out of all the people he met he had the he had the you know the the um the kindness in his heart to say thank you to me and 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 to, and to be happy to be around me that was cool um, with regular artists and stuff like that, you get a little bit more time because they're a little bit more open. Um, they're free. They have the pictures. They have their stuff out there. You can walk up to them and say, hey, man, like um, I really that you were influenced on Jack Kirby, uh, maybe a little Todd McFarlane. I, I see the, the way you draw Spider-Man's webs, a little bit spaghetti style like Todd McFarlane. And I see that you draw like a skinnier you know, Spider-Man or you draw like a thicker Batman or, or something like that. What's your inspirations? And you know, they'll sit there and they'll talk to you. And um, you can spend as much time as you want with them because there's really not like a line. There's just like people around. And um, if you speak English, especially, um, especially for the foreign foreigner artists, right? The ones who come over to Japan, they, they don't really have a lot of people to speak English to them. So they're really happy to talk to you. So you get like a maybe even probably a little bit better access than you would get to them at something like a huge thing like San Diego Comic-Con. You know, where everybody yeah, can speak English. So here it's a little bit different, a little bit more niche. So even though it's yeah. a smaller, like Osaka is a smaller venue uh, in, in Tokyo's bigger. In both places, I found that it's really, really important to me is I can spend a lot of time talking to these artists and picking their brains. That is awesome. That is really awesome. Now, my next question is this. It is called Comic Con and originally it was about comic books. Yeah. Um, in Osaka and in Tokyo, do they have comic books and are they mostly American or would they be or Western or would they be Japanese comic books? Uh, there are some. There are some there. Um, they focused in, in the Japanese one in Osaka. They had American comics with all Japanese writing. So someone took like um, an omnibus, oh. an omnibus like a, like 10, 10 Spider-Man comics and made one like hard hardcover book or, or, or like paper covered book out of 10 oh. of them. And then they changed all of the dialogue in, into Japanese. But the artist is the art is still original art. Just the only the dialogue has changed where they ch- just changed the bubbles. Okay, yeah. So cool, that was cool. cool. That was cool. But like um, when I go there, I go there to collect art. Yeah, like much like the beautiful paintings behind you at the moment. I mean, I bought some of your paintings. Uh, when I when I go to like uh, comic cons, I want to buy original art. I mean, I bought yeah. like um, I bought like a blank comic book. It's it's a blank comic book cover. Inside's a regular comic book, uh, but the cover's just white. It's a Rick and Morty. It's a Rick and Morty. Oh. Yeah, and uh, the the guy yeah the guy who draws Rick and Morty comics. He he drew for me a pickle Rick on there and then signed it at the bottom. It was amazing, dude. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow, how cool yeah. is that? Really cool. Pickle Rick. I'm pickle Rick. Oh, man. Pickle yeah. Rick, man, yeah. that is awesome. Okay, if somebody's coming to Japan and they had only one to go to, which one would you recommend? It's a good question. Very good question. Um, I would recommend 
depending because they happen at separate times of the year. So if you're coming in in the winter time, I'm going to say Tokyo because Tokyo uh, Comic Con happens at the end of November. If you come during yeah. Golden Week, then Osaka Comic Con because you know it's it's there's six there's six months difference between both of them, so you're you're covered either way. So when you're here, definitely go check it out, man. Uh, day one, day two are awesome. Day three, it starts to taper off. Like less people, stuff gets sold out. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, my 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 general advice is to hit day one or day two because those are the most packed days. That's when you're going to see the most cosplay. You're going to see the most cool original art. You're going to see the most cool uh, exclusive items, and you're going to be able to like have a really good time while you're there. That is that's incredible. Dude, I'm so glad you got to go to both of them. That is such an amazing experience. And meeting Stan Lee, that is just that, that's that's priceless. That's yes, it is priceless. Cool. Yeah. Mm. I mean, there's really no other way. I, I when I when I heard he was coming to Tokyo, I was like, when he was coming here, was like 94 years old. I'm like, there's really not going to be another chance to ever meet him again. So I gotta pay whatever it's gonna cost. I gotta pay it to meet him. Gotta pay. I, I paid a pretty penny, but I got my fucking five seconds with him and that made me fucking so happy and it, I carry that with me in my heart every day man god damn that's awesome well well something that's not really priceless is the news but uh <laughs> yeah we've got the news Peters. <laughs> so why don't we take a little break and we get into the news what do you say Jeremy I love it let's do some news my friend alright boom peace peace Hey, yo, what's up, Vaders? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I can probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2000 n each, about 20 bucks. But if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Proper. Eight Stars American Bar, located between Daimyo and Yakuin. Come get your party on. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to... Mitsuya Liquors. That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right. Over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need. And of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got bit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got bit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya. About five minute walk from the station. 
It's your liquor. Are you at Harajuku with some out-of-town friends or your family or significant others? Yeah! Do you want to chill and drink beer and eat sandwiches while your friends overpay for glitter unicorn socks? Yeah! And the flavor's gonna make you complete. A Harry Sandwich Company. So come on down to Harry Sandwich Company in the heart of Harajuku, right off Takeshita Street. See you there! Yo, what's up, faders? It's your boy, Johnny. I have an opportunity for you. Well, in fact, I have 50 opportunities for you. A few years ago, I painted all 50 American states. And in each and every state, I painted in all major city names, the state's cultural icons, pop culture that pertains to that specific state, and a whole lot more fun, interesting, and educationally groovy stuff. The project took me over eight months to complete, and now they're yours forever. I have digital prints available for download on the Spilt Inks Etsy shop. These prints started off at about five bucks a pop, but not anymore. These high resolution prints are a dollar each. They're yours for a dollar each. So brighten up your walls and expand your mind with your favorite state. These prints are a dollar each. And they're worth so much more. These are these, these paintings are absolutely incredible. You're gonna love them. And if you don't like the state project, that's cool. That's cool. Johnny still has love for you. But check out the Spilled Inks Etsy shop to find all sorts of other wild art that will save your soul and blow your mind. So go down to the show notes for a direct link to the Spilled Inks Etsy shop. Go there, shop away, support the show because we love you and we love art too. So faders, without further ado, enjoy the show. If you're going to get your fade on, you got to get your fade on in style. And that's why I use Ghost Town Palmade. Ghost Town Palmade is the number one badass palmade, and I practice what I preach. When I leave this house, if I'm not wearing a hat, if I'm not wearing a lid, I'm wearing Ghost Town Palmade in my hair. This stuff is amazing. It smells good, it looks good, and it feels good. Ghost Town Palmade, badass palmade. And let me tell you one thing. It comes in a lid. That's pretty badass. This whole world is so nerfed up these days. Everything is plastic and pink, but not Ghost Town Palmade. This stuff is a man's palmade, and it is hardcore. It's so hardcore, it's from Oakland, California. Oakland, California. That's right. Ghost Town Palmade. Get your feet on in style. Papa. In Tokyo and craving soul food, we've got just the place for you. Soul Food House in Azubujuban. Check out what we do at soulfoodhouse.com. Come by and taste the love. We look forward to feeding you. And we are back. All right, faders. Uh, we are back. We are so back. I am back, dude. I didn't drink alcohol for six weeks before I did Tokyo Art Tank. And uh, as of last week, I started drinking again. And I fucking love it. <laughs> I missed it so much, man. Doing the podcast without booze is just woo. I tell you what, man. A little bit of booze. Get in my belly. Get in my belly, booze. Mm. Got it. Right now, I'm drinking a Suntory Highball, which is 7%. And I love it. It's fantastic. Highballs are good. Highballs are good. And uh, so is the news. So uh, without further ado, faders, I will begin. Here we go. First story. North Korea hackers stole... A whopping 721 million U.S. dollars in cryptocurrency from Japan. Damn. Oh, 
Holy smokes, that is a lot of loot. Here we go. This story takes place in beautiful Tokyo. Whoa, <clears throat> excuse me. Hacker groups affiliated with North Korea have stolen 720, what, $721 million worth of cryptocurrency assets from Japan since 2000. Uh-oh, looks like you hung up there a little bit. Frozen. Frozen. Am I back? Uh, yeah, you're back now. You froze there, dude. Let's start over. Start at the very beginning of North Korea. North Korean hackers still, because you froze. Yeah. All right, dude. Let's just go from the beginning. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Here we go. One, two, three, go. And we are back, faders, and we got some news for you. Oh man, and this news is hot. You've been waiting for it, and uh, <laughs> we are here to deliver. Uh, Jeremy, do you mind if I go first? Go ahead, man. No more, no more do do or further ado do do. Further ado do do do. Here we go. First story: North Korea hackers stole a whopping seven hundred and twenty-one million dollars in cryptocurrency from Japan. Um, this story took place in beautiful Tokyo. Hacker groups affiliated with North Korea have stolen seven hundred and twenty-one million dollars worth of cryptocurrency assets from Japan since. 2017 that's like Damn. yesterday yes that's yesterday 2017 god that's a blink away uh the nikki business daily reported on monday setting a study by the uk blockchain analysis provider elliptic or whatever <clears throat> the amount is equal to 30 wait the amount is equal to 30 percent of the total of such losses globally holy shit 30 percent of all losses took place in Tokyo in the last five years. That's incredible. Jesus. Uh, yeah, that's that's incredible. The number comes from after a group of seven finance ministers and central bank governors said in a statement on Saturday that they support measures to counter growing threats from illicit activities by state actors, such as the theft of crypto assets. I did not write this article. I am just reading it after drinking. <laughs> According to Elliptic, which conducted the analysis on behalf of the Japanese newspaper, North Korea has stolen a grand total of, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, green light, $2.3 billion in cryptocurrency from businesses between 2017 and 2022. Now, that is 2.3 motherfucking billion US dollars. This Damn. right here is the biggest heist in history, and nobody's talking about it. This was a small little article from a small little Japanese news site. $2.3 billion in cryptocurrency. This should be all over the news. This should be everywhere. This is the biggest news of the fresh century. This is incredible. $2.3 billion. Dude, usually we read articles where somebody loses like $5,000 or $10,000 yeah. stolen from a, a convenience store or a bank and the country flips its shit. People go nuts over that. People are talking about that all the time. But $2.3 billion of cryptocurrency is stolen and nobody fucking farts in the wind. This is crazy. And you know what the thing is? Hello, Netflix. I got a story for you. Forget all those stupid like docu-series that you're doing now about Jeffrey Dahmer or some woke bullshit. No, 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 no. This is the story for you to cover. 
$2.3 billion in cryptocurrency stolen? Holy shit, dude. How come nobody's talking about this? You know what, man? I want to know, how, what is North Korea going to do with that cryptocurrency? How do they turn it back into real money? And also, like, you know what? If, if $5,000 goes missing, people, like you said, people flip their shit. When $2.3 billion goes missing, how come no one... No one's tracing that, man. Because, I mean, you can't do any crimes in Japan without a, a camera on you or a, an IP address or or something. Like, why don't they know where this money's going? How do they turn it back into real money? What are your thoughts? Well, I think the whole base or the original basis of cryptocurrency is for people to do illicit stuff. You know, it's, it's for right. like, the unconscious for people to buy, sell or whatnot. All the bad things you can imagine, right? So... Obviously, North Korea is going to have a shit. <laughs> but uh, how are they going to convert it into cash? I don't know. Maybe they don't need to. Maybe they just take that and buy other shit. Maybe, I don't know, that the country's starving. Maybe they're buying ho-hos. <laughs> Everyone likes ho-hos. You know what? Maybe they should, you know, maybe they should buy food. But I think since it's North Korea, all that money's probably going to old, old Kim Jong-il or Kim Jong-un or whatever the fuck his name is, right? Haircut. I, I do like his hair, man. It's like that 1940. Let's not talk about his hair, okay? <laughs> yeah. But but the thing is, though, the thing is, you know, of course, I mean, he is North Korea. He's the the the, the prime. Was they call him the supreme prime leader, whatever they call him. Anyway, so but the thing leader. is, yeah, you know what well, would it be kind of crazy if they did spend all that money on food? Like they just bought like rice and Japanese like wagyu, and and yeah. they just gave it to people. I would be like. Fuck yeah! Finally, Bitcoin. It's really worth something that you can you can use it for something good, you know. But I really don't think they're going to use it for that. They're they're going to buy ho hos for yeah, somebody. Two point three billion is a lot of money, dude. You can't even literally sit here and count the two point three billion. Please don't do it because it's not condu- conducive for a podcast. But yeah, no. two point three billion of anything is a lot. All right. If you had two point three billion comic books, you could probably fill up Tokyo Dome. Probably, man. Easily, I would say. Yeah. 2.3 billion. That's my new favorite number. 2.3 billion. And you could probably, in your lifetime, you probably eat 2.3 billion pieces of rice. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. That, that final bite, that's when you die. That's, when, that's <laughs> it. That's when That's when it's over, man. That last little that last little grain of rice is what gets you. All right, oh, man. Yeah. Let me story. hop on to the next story. This is a good one. A uh, 36-year-old woman arrested for leaving a one-month-old daughter in trash container. Oh, wow. This happened in Yamaguchi. Yamaguchi. Uh, police in Hofu, Yamaguchi Prefecture, have arrested a 36-year-old unemployed woman on suspicion of parental neglect after she left her one-month-old daughter in a trash container. <laughs> after a month, she's like, you know what? Not into parenting. <laughs> I tried for a month, man. This didn't work out. God, you know what? Uh, sorry, kid. You're on your own. Yeah. Oh, my God. Maybe she wants the kid to be converted into a little card. Or maybe, <laughs> you know what? You know what happened? She didn't put it in the right recycle bin. She didn't put it in the right recycle bin, so that's why she got arrested. She put, like, the, non- the non-burnable in the burnable, right? So, oh. That's good. Somebody's going to hell tonight. Not going to be me. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> in a handbasket. 
Oh, God. All right. All right. Is, is that the whole story? That's it? No, no, no. I'm, I'm just joking around. All right. According to police, uh, Hime Okada placed the infant wrapped in a blanket, well, because she's not a savage. Of course, she wrapped it in a blanket, right? In a trash container outside of a nursery around, around noon on Thursday, Fuji TV reported. A nursery employee found the infant a few minutes later and contacted the police. So three minutes later, <laughs> and now the chick's going to jail. Police said the baby was not injured. Oh, okay. Uh, Okada, who remain, who had remained in the vicinity, called 110 and said she had thrown out her baby. Police went to the nursery and arrested her on the scene. Okay, so like... This is a weird story. Like, she put the baby in a container outside of a nursery, and then a few minutes later, the the um, nursery employee found the baby. So the baby was out there for, like, three seconds in the warm sun on Thursday afternoon, and then they arrested her because she was standing around and called 911. What the fuck is this wrong with this chick, man? What do you think? Okay, I got some ideas. All right, obviously this lady's insane. She's completely obviously. insane. And uh, right now, Netflix is really big, and uh, we have the whole DC universe on Netflix right now. Maybe she saw the first Superman, and then the first Superman, I mean, basically, what, I, what was it, Cal? Is that Superman's dad? Was it? Is it Cal? Cal? I'm asking uh, the right guy. You it's DC. Um, Kal-El, DC Kal-El is, um, is Superman, but yeah. Okay, all right. So Superman's parents wrapped Superman in a blanket and then put him in like a little box and then he was shot on into space and eventually he landed on Earth. Maybe this lady is completely insane and she did the same thing. She thought Earth is going to explode. She's like, holy shit, I read that $2.3 billion was stolen in cryptocurrency. Maybe somebody's going to buy some bomb. I don't know what's going to happen. It's the end of the world as we know it. And she wanted the baby to be fine. So she puts the baby wrapped in a blanket and puts the baby in a special garbage can by a nursery that she thought was going to shoot the baby out into space and take the baby to maybe Krypton. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, that baby's going to have a really bad relationship with Okada-san. I'm telling you that right now, man. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that sucks to be a garbage pail kid. Man. <laughs> a, literal, a literal garbage pail kid, right? Yeah, that's what I, ta- I was talking about. The card. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Poor kid. Next story. <clears throat> oh, this is new. <clears throat> I'm big in the news. Okay, here we go. Um, Jeremy, let me ask you a question. Are you a watch guy? Nope, I do not wear anything on my wrist. You don't wear watches? No. Why? Uh, the reason I don't is two. There's two reasons. One, I have a mobile phone that has a clock on it. I can check my mobile phone anytime. Second thing is, I'm a martial artist, and I would never let anyone have something that they can control my wrist with. Fucking good answers. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, I was kind of a watch guy. I'm kind of a watch guy, I guess. You know. And um, I've always wanted a Rolex, but there's <laughs> there's never been a time in my life where I was able to afford a Rolex. Never, you know? But I always thought having a Rolex would be kind of cool, but, you know, it's not in the cards. At least not yet. But, uh, yeah, this story is about people who really, really, really love watches, particularly Rolexes. Here we go. This story also took place in Tokyo. Watches stolen in Tokyo Rolex store heist worth $2.5 billion. No, I'm joking. $250 million. 
yen. Now, see, this is 250 million yen, and people are going crazy because of this story. 250 million yen? Holy shit. Okay, here we go. The damages from a heist of over 70 wristwatches from a Rolex specialty store in Tokyo's upscale Ginza shopping district earlier this week are believed to be around worth two wait. 250 million yen, investigated sources said on Wednesday. A Boston bag containing around 30 to 40 wristwatches has also been found inside a getaway vehicle used in the robbery, the source said. Hmm. A Boston bag. What does that mean? Okay. I'm not sure. Boston bag? What does that mean? A bag that says Boston on it? Or is it maybe that's like a name brand or something? Maybe it's in the packed car. They packed the car. Small-time crooks reference. Uh, This adds to another 30 discovered in a black bag near the minivan, with investigators believing all stolen items have now been recovered. Okay, let's do the math. We got 30, we got 40, 30. Okay, that's closely to 70. Okay, great. All right, everybody, everybody should be happy. The sources had said earlier an estimated number of watches stolen were about 100. Wait, okay, wait a second. So you've got 30 and you've got 40. That's 70. And now they just said that 100 were stolen. Okay, whoever wrote this article is really bad at math and writing articles. But let's carry on. The Metropolitan Police Department arrested four teenage boys from Yokohama near the minivan on the same day for allegedly trespassing in an apartment building in Tokyo's Minato Ward with police investigating their possible involvement in the robbery at Cork Ginza 888 at 6.15 p.m. on Monday. Eyewitness footage shows three masked men individuals carrying what appeared to be crowbars, which they used to smash the displays before putting the luxury, luxury watches in black bags and fleeing in a waiting minivan. Oh my God! I pray to God that they were wearing Pokemon masks. Wouldn't that be awesome? So be oh, that'd be awesome, break. bro. Um, yeah, I saw. I saw, style. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the video. There's actual video of this happening. People were standing around videotaping them, or not video, like recording them on video on their phones while they were doing mm-hmm. the crime, and they recorded them running to the van, and they recorded the van speeding off out of Ginzo and the license plate. That's how they got caught. Jesus Christ. But they're teenagers. And in Japan, if you're a teenager, you can get away with almost anything, you know, with like a slap on the wrist. And once they turn 20 years old, I think they made it 18 recently, maybe. Yeah. Did they? They, might, they made it to 18. So yeah. if they're below 18 years old, and then if they did this, I think they get away with a slap on the wrist. I think, yeah, you're right. And I think the people that got arrested were like 16 to 19. That was, that was their age group. And then, you know what? Interesting thing is you pointed out here is at the beginning of this article, it said 70 wristwatches. Then later in the article, it said 100 wristwatches. You know what that tells me? Hmm. That tells me that the, the wristwatch company might be trying to do a little insurance scam. A billion watches. Yeah. Two point billion dollars worth of watches were stolen. Exactly. Yeah. Or, or or each one of the nice policemen got themselves a lovely little uh, Rolex wristwatch <laughs> as a as a as a consolation prize. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if I was a cop, I'd probably be a dirty cop. I I, I would have probably no. I should I say no. I would never. I would never do that. All That's those terrible. watches. 
Yes, yes, yes. But um, oh man, yeah, God, that's that's crazy, man. Wait, do you think they watched what movie do you think they watched for them to get inspired to do this? I'm seeing point break. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with point break. They saw point break, these guys instead of surfers, they're skaters, and they're like, fuck it, we could do this. We got masks, let's fucking let's do this heist. This caper's ours. Have you seen the video? No, I haven't. I'm, I am now. I'm going to watch it like in a second. <laughs> Literally, like there's people like like watching them, like holding their phones up, recording them, breaking in, 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 and then they're in the shop and they're breaking all these cases open with crowbars. And like one lady, one, <laughs> one Karen tries to close the door on them. I don't know what that's going to do, but the guy pushes the door back open. And he looks like he's all pissed off. He's like, blah, 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 blah. leave the door open, you know, and then she closes it again. He's like, blah, 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 I told you to leave the door open. And then they all just run, they run out. It's it's dude. It's literally caught on video, uh, in in 4K. It's amazing that this whole crime is caught in 4K, bro. Oh my god, that's crazy. You know, what? I was just thinking about that. You know, recently in the United States, there's been a shit ton of the smash and grabs, and people are just getting away with it. Like people, like in like major cities, small cities, towns, or whatever, they're just going to like a shop with like fucking hammers, smashing shit, stealing iPhones or whatever, and they are getting away with it. So maybe these dumb fucks saw some of this shit on TikTok, and they're like, you know what? We're fucking 16 years old. We're going to get a slap on the wrist if we get caught. And if we don't get caught, dude, fucking my dad's going to get a Christmas present. My uncle Joey, he's going to get a Christmas present. My uncle Freddie's going to get a good. I am going to get such a lot of money when I graduate from college. It's going to be great. Maybe they're thinking all fucking stupid and loony like that or something. You know what? Um, remember on January 6th, all the fucking idiots that attacked the Capitol in the U.S.? They got all of them on videotape. Same as these stupid punks. Who who yeah. who already who are already all arrested? They they didn't even fucking make it ten feet. They got into a van, and literally, as the van was going away, the guy filming them videotaped their uh, license plate. So they're caught or instantly. They're they're they yeah. were caught like three hours later. You know another thing is they fucking left the fucking as they escaped the the escape card. They left all the fucking stuff. They left all the loot inside the car. Oh, oh stupid! How dumb is that? How they fucking dumb is that? Get away! That the hideout, they're at the hideout. I'm like, all right, who's got the merchandise? And everyone's like, oh, I thought you had it. No, 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 I thought you had it. They're all pointing their fingers and shit. And then there's a knock on the door. And it's the cops. These guys are busted. The jig is up. All right, the, co- next the cops have the cops have the bag. You guys are dicks. Yeah. <laughs> now you got to pay for all those cases you smashed. Yeah. All right. Next story. Uh, police investigate suspicious fires in Chiba Prefecture. This happened in Chiba. Uh, police in Yurasu City, Chiba Prefecture, are investigating a series of uh, apartment f- building fires and uh, as a case of arson. So in the latest incident, a fire broke out at a bicycle motorcycle parking lot uh, of, the bu- of a building at around 8.40 p.m. on Sunday, Kyoto News reported. Um, the fire department dispatched seven fire trucks to the scene. Jesus. A motorcycle was discovered partially damaged by the fire. So wait, seven fire trucks went there for one motorcycle on fire. On May 3rd, at the same apartment building, a suspicious fire destroyed 17 bicycles in the parking lot. And a second fire on May 13th damaged eight motorcycles and over 10 motorcycles. Eight bicycles. I'm sorry. Let me try this again. 
A second fire on May 13th damaged eight motorcycles and over 10 bicycles. Uh, on the roof of the apartment building was partially also destroyed. The apartment building is in the residence area, roughly eight, uh, 900 meters from the Shin Yurasu Station, so less than a kilometer away from the from the place state uh, from the train station. Police said they are examining the street surveillance uh, cameras to see if they have footage of who started the fires and when the fires occurred. Man, holy shit! Three fires in the same fucking apartment. Jeremy, yeah. I didn't start the fire. It's been burning since the world's been turning. I didn't start the fire. Yeah, man. Um, I didn't start the fire, but I know who did. I yeah, know no who kidding. Did. No kidding. You, you know, know what? Who did Tom? No. <laughs> no. Three dudes that smell like fucking barbecue. Exactly. There's three dudes. There's, there's going to be fucking beer cans. There's going to be fucking like paper plates and plastic spoons and sporks, whatever, all over the ground. All the cops got to do is they got to pick up one of these cans and be like, all right. Fingerprint. We better yeah, dust it for prints. They dust it for prints and like, fucking Tom. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, dude, that's who started the fire. The fucking dudes that, that smell like barbecue because fucking if you're in a parking lot in this weather, it's beautiful for fucking for barbecues, man. Right now is bar it's barbecue season. If you're going to barbecue in Japan, you got to do it now. A lot of people fucking wait till August and August is just so ridiculous. Hot. Hot is too humid. You're sweating all over the food. If fucking you stink, the food's t- it's it's terrible. It's absolutely well. It's not terrible, but I mean, I it's not it. as good as yeah I, yeah. I still love it too. But right now is the time. So basically, you find the dudes that smell like fucking meat, and fucking <laughs> there you go. It's the barbecue boys. It's the barbecue boys. And what's the story with motorcycles and bicycles? Do they hate motorcycles and hate bicycles? What the fuck, guys? They're just catching these things on fire. No, you, you turn them on the side and you can use like the spokes to put the meat. You know, you put the meat on top of the spoke, set it on fire, stuff. You got some gas already there. You put, you spill a little gas on the spokes and shit. You know, it cooks up all right. I understand now. I understand now. All right. All right. This took place in like, was it Japan ghetto? Yeah, that's exactly what you do. Yeah, it is in Chiba. And that is a, that is a fucking shitty place. Depends on which part, but yeah. Okay. Last story. Okay, and uh, let's see here. I dug this up. So this is our fifth story. You know, we should do the top five again. We should do five stories for every episode. Top okay. five. And this is the fifth story. Here we go. Man arrested over murder of woman at Tokyo brothel. Now, first off, brothels are completely illegal, and um, so is murder. So is this the hot calling the kettle black? I don't know. They're, they're, they're both in trouble. Uh, one's in more trouble, obviously. Tokyo. <clears throat> All my stories took place in Tokyo. Yeah. Where's this brothel at? It's, it's Tom's house. No, I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> Police in Tokyo arrested a 32-year-old man on suspicion of killing a woman in her 30s at a brothel where she worked. Police in Yutaka Imai, a company employee, was a customer at an establishment in Taito Ward at around 11 a.m. on Monday or on May 5th 
when he allegedly stabbed the woman in the neck with the knife. Ooh, that's fucking brutal. That's like Jack the Ripper. Kyoto News reported the victim was found in the bathtub uh, in the room. She was taken to a hospital where she died about 90, 90 minutes later. Damn. He might. Yeah, he might have stabbed himself in the stomach and was found in the corridor outside the room. He was hospitalized and arrested by police on Saturday after he recovered. According to police reports, he may told investigators that the woman refused his credit card. No, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) I don't take visa, bitch. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) American Express or MasterCard only, you motherfucker. I only take Bitcoin. Yeah. You better have 2.3 billion. Okay. Uh, he may told investigators that the woman refused his reservation at the brothel. <laughs> he wanted to get laid. He was quoted as saying, I felt an irresistible urge to kill her after seeing how good her life seemed to be compared to my own. Dude, when you go to a fucking brothel in the shitty part of Tokyo and you think that her life is better than yours, you are fucked up oh my she sucks god. 900 dicks a day well, god bless her yeah. god bless her for her work you know she's doing the lord's yeah. work she's doing the lord's work but you know what if if you suck 900 dicks a day how good is your life you know not really good especially this took place at 11 a.m i mean dude this guy's life must have been shit she holy 900 shit. dicks by 11 a.m holy shit that's a lot of dicks that's, that's a, a lot, lot of dicks that's a lot of dicks. That's dick, yeah, dick, 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 dick. A lot of dicks. <laughs> it's like the movie Clerks. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go home and suck any dicks. <laughs> you get back here. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, but this poor girl, I mean, she's working in a fucking shitty brothel in the shitty part of Tokyo and shit, sucking dicks and doing this and that or whatever. And then she gets stabbed in the throat, dude. Oh, dude, that's terrible. She's just oh, to a different God. kind of stabbing. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's all the news that we got for today, Faders. Thank you very much for tuning into this very special episode of God Faded Japan. And thank you for staying to the very end. We really appreciate it. Now, if you could tell a friend about God Faded Japan, especially uh, a friend that watches YouTube, um, which is pretty much everybody in the pl- on the planet, that would be spectacular. We're trying to get 10,000 people by the end of this year, and we're getting close. So make sure you tell all your friends to subscribe, like, and uh, write a little comment. And then if you don't want to write a little comment, just just give us a little emoji or something. Give us some pancakes or whatever. That That's cool, too. Jerry, how else can they find the show or support us? Folks, we are on patreon we are on tiktok we are on youtube we are on facebook we're on twitter we're everywhere man anywhere any kind of social media but our main source of income our main place has got to be youtube please go to youtube like and subscribe do that it really helps us out um leave us a five-star review and spell johnny's name correctly please because that really helps the show and if you don't have any money if you don't have any money to give us fucking share the link with one of your friends maybe they have some money to give us maybe they can do that maybe they they like our business model of giving away a fantastic comedy show for free you know what i mean help us out yes absolutely if your friend has 2.3 billion dollars in cryptocurrency we would love to meet him (laughs) and if he has a cool haircut too (laughs) oh man you know i'm 
that's the thing about you know these 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 dictators. You, you know they they get a they get a little thing that they do or whatever. And you just can't copy it ever again. Like Hitler had the mustache, now nobody can do that mustache. Kim Jong Un ill, he did that the the shave over the ears. You can't do that anymore. You know, I mean, what's next? Is it going to be? Oh shoot, I know what's next. Trump hair. Oh now you God. Trump hair. Oh God. So Trump hair is out. Uh. Biden, God, man, we, we can't, we can't get, you can't get so wasted where you act like Biden. That sound too. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> Just joking. You said, busting your job. <laughs> I'm sorry. You dictator. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just want to say that I love Gut Fitted Japan, and I can summar- su- summarize Gut Fitted Japan in one word. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Biden. Thank you. And on that note, peace. Go fuck yourselves. My little brother, a goddamn shit-sucking vampire. Will you eat till mom finds out, buddy? I've got a government job to abuse, and only wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Never forgive your ass for this shit. This is a fucked up Republican shit. Fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.